time for my monthly discussion with the town manager of Mansfield, Ryan Aylesworth, joining us this morning. Got lots to talk about this morning, Ryan, but first off, what do you hear from your people about the roads in Mansfield? Well, uh, good, <clears throat> good morning, Wayne, and Happy New Year. Um, we, uh, we definitely are getting um, a bit more snow than uh, was projected. I think everybody realizes that. Um, definitely getting slammed. I think uh, totals uh, outside my window this morning certainly suggested we were closing in on a on a foot, which is pretty significant. But you know, our uh, our people they're they're always ready for these. Uh, we we've been prepping, making sure we had all the necessary material on hand. You know, fortunately uh, we have a a full complement of uh, DPW uh, staff. Uh, nobody's out sick. All our equipment's online, and and so nothing's down and out on on that front and so they're going to be you know working diligently you know, they started um they started early last night they pre-treated roads they're obviously trying to keep up with the plowing right now um but uh, this is a very significant event especially for southern new england standards and uh, it's going to take a while to clean it up no question and we'll have a lot of uh a lot of snow removal ahead of us in the downtown stores area. You know, we'll be working uh, pretty diligently over the weekend to try to clear out what will be, I'm sure, very large banks of snow in the downtown. But, you know, every every storm is, frankly, a big storm in terms of how serious our crews take it, and they do a great job. Ryan, what's it like being a town manager in a situation like this? Do you get, like, periodic updates, or you just try to stay home and wait like everybody else does? <laughs> Definitely getting periodic updates, definitely trying to monitor, you know, the hourly projections and, and try to put together a sensible game plan for, you know, what municipal facilities are opening or if they're opening and when. And uh, so today, you know, we had already made the decision last night based on the forecast that uh, the town hall would be operated mostly uh, remotely, exercising remote work uh, capabilities and uh, our our library, um, which had been set to um, operate under a delayed opening about 11 o'clock, uh, same as Mansfield Community Center. Those plans are are changing. The library will not be opening today, and in all likelihood, the community center uh, won't be opening until early afternoon. So we'll push out another public update or announcement on that front. But uh, things are in a constant state of flux. Speaking of making announcements, you've got a significant announcement for the town of Mansfield this morning. Yeah, we're very excited that, uh, you know, we have uh, a new permanent director of Parks and Recreation, uh, Jay O'Keefe, who has been with the town for, for quite a few years and has served as the assistant director of Parks and Recreation for about 19 years. After a, a, a national open competitive search process, uh, we've ultimately selected Jay as as the next director of Parks and Rec. Jay knows the department inside and out. He knows our members, our visitors, he knows the town inside and out because he's lived here most of his life. And uh, so I'm really excited uh, for Jay. I think Jay's going to do a, a great job. Obviously, you know, the, the past uh, couple years have been unprecedented times, and, and certainly those unprecedented times have had uh, a lot of impacts on the community center. Uh, very difficult to successfully operate the community center during during the pandemic, but Jay and his team have really stepped up. They're constantly looking for new and innovative ways to to deliver high-quality programs and services at the community center despite the pandemic and keeping everybody safe. And so I think Jay's going to do a fantastic job and look forward to working with Jay and his team moving forward. 
And he replaces Kurt Vincenti, a frequent morning show guest here, so I know him pretty well, but he retired in September 2020, 30 years on the job. Just a couple of thoughts about what he brought to the table and how he made Mansfield a better place to live. Absolutely. You know, Kurt's time uh, came to a close uh, shortly before I arrived, but his, his impact, you know, I, I, I feel uh, today, you know, uh, Kurt's name comes up often, and he was... Uh, obviously very central in the construction of the, the community center. Um, it largely came out of a vision that he and others had, and he, he worked diligently to make that happen and, and pulled together support from the community, and, and we have a, a wonderful community asset in the Mansfield uh, Community Center, and, uh, and certainly that'll be you know, a huge part of, of Kurt's legacy, um, and I'm sure he's very proud of that. Jay O'Keefe has worked in various seasonal positions for Mansfield Parks and Rec during his high school and college years, and he also was the head track and field and cross-country coach at E.O. Smith High School. So Jay O'Keefe, the new director of Parks and Recreation in Mansfield. Let's get an update on the COVID situation. The statewide numbers that came out yesterday showed Mansfield with 35 new cases yesterday, and by my count over the last week, 119 new cases. So clearly this is not going away. So what can Mansfield do to try to do its part to keep this in check? Yeah, our, our numbers, while they might be um, you know, a, a bit uh, better than some other communities across the state, they are exceedingly high. Um, uh, I, I believe by the, by the reports I saw updated on the state's website yesterday, we're closing in or have closed in on about uh, 50 positive cases per 100,000 population. Uh, which, again, is lower than some, but it's still off the charts high compared to uh, what we saw even last winter. Um, and so, you know, we, we don't see this, uh, unfortunately, um, coming to a close anytime soon. You know, we, we as a community have worked really diligently to emphasize the importance of vaccination, and um, that's the first thing, you know, we always have to point to whenever, you know, we talk about the solutions. People need to get vaccinated. Uh, they need to get their kids vaccinated. If they're eligible for a booster, they need to get a booster. Um, but, uh, you know, as our, as our superintendent um, announced yesterday or reported yesterday um, in sort of her daily update to families, um, the schools are definitely starting to be, be impacted. I think we have eight cases affecting three of our four schools right now. Uh, bus drivers have been impacted. And, you know, when kids have to stay home, they need individual learning plans to, to keep up with, with what's going on. And so it has kind of ripple effects, and, and everybody uh, gets impacted. So, you know, we need to get people vaccinated. Um, you know, we're going to continue to implement our universal mask mandate in our uh, public indoor spaces and we appreciate people complying with that. Um, I know a lot of towns and cities across Connecticut who had mandates of that nature uh, lifted them in, in past months, and now they're reinstating them. And so, you know, Mansfield has tried to do everything it can, basically, from, from the word go. And speaking of that, you had the uh, distribution of home testing kits at Mansfield Middle School, and there were some people who complained about it, but that was a massive project. Just your thoughts on that and the fact that there probably will be more distribution. So what did you learn from that rollout that you might be able to improve upon the next time around? Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, the mass distribution event that we did uh, this past Monday, uh, well, first and foremost, I, I just want to emphasize how quickly we, we organized that, how quickly we pulled it together. This was something that basically came to be in the matter of about 48 or 72 hours when we got word right around New Year's uh, or New Year's Eve from the state that um, there would be these allocation of tests after, as you well know, Wayne, there was, 
you know, a, a bit of a letdown, uh, to say the least, uh, some days earlier when uh, a deal that this, the state had ostensibly struck to get home test kits uh, fell through. So when this news came through, we we mobilized as quickly as we could. We we got our allocation of test kits, which was about 1,890 kits. And in the matter of just a handful of days, we organized as quick as we could all the planning, logistics, and communication around that. Uh, we held it at the middle school, and uh, demand, um, not surprisingly, was was off the charts. We uh, we saw vehicles that were queued uh, from the middle school, basically the full length of Clover Mill Road down to 195, and 195, I believe, is is far, perhaps a little farther than uh, Warrenville Road, Route Route 89, and so. Um, you know, I, I would say that we, we, we did feel the, the pressure of the intense demand, but I really have to say that our, our uh, fire and EMS crews, our emergency management director, um, really the whole team of people that were brought to bear on this, uh, once the distribution started, uh, things did move smoothly. We were, we were handicapped a bit by the, the sheer number of folks that ignored the town's uh, request to uh, not arrive super early um, because we were trying to make sure that the, uh, the school buses and uh, parent uh, pickup could happen smoothly, but some people arrived uh, multiple hours before the event, and that complicated things. But the reason why I would say it was a success overall is that uh, even those that were at the back of the line that, that maybe took them a while to get to get through and get up to the point of distribution, uh, they got a kit. Nobody who waited in line for the duration of that event uh, walked away empty-handed. There were a few people who weren't part of the original line that showed up at the tail end, and unfortunately we had run out of kits, but, but fortunately I'm happy to say that nobody waited for over an hour and got turned away. And I think that's a success, and uh, as you say, we are planning for another distribution event. We've actually, uh, just as of yesterday, picked up another allocation of kits, and uh, so we're actively working through our plans on the next phase of distribution, and a public announcement is going to be uh, forthcoming very soon. And, of course, the snow will make the roads a little narrow, including Clover Mill Road, but I read the piece that you wrote on the town's website, and you explained why you couldn't do this at a bigger facility, including where Town Hall is, because that would have spilled things out and probably done a pretty good job messing up 275. Expand upon that. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, as people who live in town know, and as you know, Wayne, um, there are unfortunately very few places, very few uh, venues that uh, that we could consider that would allow for any significant amount of vehicle queuing before those vehicles did sp- does, uh, do spill out onto a major transportation artery like 195 or 44 or 32. And so um, the middle school, even though we, we did see vehicles out to 195, uh, most of the other places that, that people uh, might think of um, wouldn't have allowed anywhere near as much vehicle queuing. Um, you know, we had about um, well, upwards of two miles, I think, of, of vehicles queued before they they got to um, 195, and so there's really no other location that would have allowed us to do that. And so, you know, we're, we are trying to learn from that experience, and 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 we're working. Uh, we'll be reaching out to UConn uh, to explore potential options um, using roads that they have on campus. Given that students aren't on campus right now, um, we might be able to. Uh, work with UConn on a distribution event um, that, that meets all our needs, and uh, but those plans are still being hatched. That's a great point. And speaking of UConn, with that delay to the return of on-campus, on-campus classes, not counting today's closure, but is the fact that it's at least two weeks till the students in mass come back, does that help contain the spread of the virus? 
I, I, I think every little bit helps. You know, we're certainly sorry that UConn staff and students are experiencing, you know, another disruption, um, to, to put it mildly, to what had been, you know, uh, largely a pretty good year and, and a return towards uh, some semblance of, of normalcy, you know, on campus and in downtown stores. Um, obviously, our downtown businesses uh, benefit uh, quite a bit when the campus is bustling and, and the students are in town. Um, and, and of course, you know everybody you know loves to take in a, a, a game at Gamble if they can. That's a, that's a favorite pastime for many. And so when you kind of take a turn towards where we are now, um, and, and a lot of that changes, it's disheartening. Um, but we have great respect, you know, for the administration at UConn, um, you know, who, who felt it was the right decision uh, for this month to push back uh, the return of students. You know, we we think that while I'm sure that was a very difficult decision for them, it was the public health, you know, responsible thing to do, and, and we hope that by staying in their hometowns uh, those those extra few weeks that students will return to Mansfield healthy. Um, and I'd also, you know, as we've talked about before, um, you know, point out that because UConn um, has required um, its its faculty, staff, and students to, to be fully vaccinated, um, and they're something like 90, 95%, 98% vaccinated, you know, that that's, that's really leading by example as well. And so, you know, we hope that the rest of the population, you know, follows in, 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 in suit there and, 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 you know, basically follows that model. Um, but, you know, we, we've had the mask mandate in place since the summer, and while it's not popular with everyone, you know, it has established a standard that I'm glad we, we implemented in uh, keeping UConn students and local residents safer uh, from the spread. And beginning on January 15th, not this weekend, but UConn Sports issuing the mandate for fully vaccinated or negative tests before you go to a game at Gamble or in Hartford. I know that that probably uh, is something that you would uh, go along with, too, to help contain the spread. Mansfield Town Manager Ryan Ellsworth was today. And, Ryan, I know road safety and pedestrian safety is always a concern no matter what the season, but with that fatality on one on 275 in late fall, this is an issue of elevated importance in Mansfield. What are you working on with this, and is UConn involved in your collaboration? Yeah, we were we were incredibly saddened uh, by that accident uh, at the at the very end of November. As a UConn graduate student um, that uh, was hit by a car in what we call an uncontrolled crosswalk, uh, that means there there wasn't a means for pedestrian um, you know sig- signaling controls or or, or lighting, um, and that that accident happened at dusk and. Um, so, you know, we, we have been in communication or had been in communication with DOT going back a few years now, uh, expressing concerns about safety at that specific crosswalk and actually asking uh, for a, an RRFB, a rectangular rapid flashing beacon at that location. And, and DOT, you know, at the time told us that basically the traffic counts, the, the volumes of cars that that area sees um, didn't warrant um, that an RRFB being installed there. And uh, so we did... Um, immediately um, write a letter to DOT uh, again following this accident, and, and UConn, uh, President Aguinobi joined with uh, with Mayor Moran on that letter and uh, called for you know swift and decisive action, and not just that particular crosswalk, but uh, installation of RRFBs and several crosswalks in that particular area of 275 as you get closer to the intersection with 195. And uh, we actually did... Um, just in the last 24 hours or so, hear back from from DOT, and, and we're going to be having a meeting uh, with their leadership later this month to talk about our concerns. And, and so we appreciate the DOT's 
uh, is willing to have a meeting, and uh, we're hopeful that uh, we'll, we'll get res- some resolution to this that will improve upon the, the safety in, in that area. Obviously, it's really important for the, the residents of that area. It's important uh, for, for the safety of UConn students, and it's just tragic what happened, and, and we hope we can avoid something like that ever happening again in the future. Ryan, any other updates you'd like to share with our listeners about what's going on in Mansfield? Well, you know, we uh, we continue to make progress on the new elementary school, and, um, you know, people are probably seeing more and more visi- um, visible evidence of that as they drive by on, on Warrenville Road. Um, we are starting to, to pivot into uh, work that can be done sort of in an enclosed way to protect work crews uh, from from the elements, um, which obviously will be needed as we get into the heart of winter. Um, but, uh, but you know, I think we're just going to continue to see um, that project accelerate in terms of um, how, how quickly different components uh, now are built out, because once you get into some of the interior work in particular, um, you get to have more more tradespeople simultaneously working. And uh, so that's something that we obviously haven't really been able to achieve yet with all the, the foundation work and, and the steel framing going in. And so we continue to be on the critical path, and, and um, it's an ambitious timeline to be sure, uh, but we continue to believe that that project uh, will, will be completed by late summer, early fall, to allow the doors to open in September. Um, but, uh, you know, otherwise, I guess uh, I might just shout out that uh, we've talked about the local government academy, I think, each of the last two times I've been on. And, uh, and this Thursday, um, um, we actually have, uh, or say, uh, um, next Thursday, I should say, um, we have our final session of the, the inaugural cohort. So it's kind of graduation night for all the, the people that took part in this year's session. And, and, you know, what a success it's been. It's been great to see the enthusiasm from the people that have taken part in the program. I know it's getting a lot of favorable word of mouth, you know, pressed uh, from the people that are, that are taking it to, uh, to their friends and family. And so we hope that more and more residents will take part in the future. I think we, we've all learned from the program, even, even myself, you know, some of the smaller nuances of what's going on in our various uh, municipal departments. And uh, so, so yes, that, that's been great. And, and maybe just to, to close, um, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record, but, you know, most importantly, we want people to stay safe and just want to really emphasize the importance of getting vaccinated, uh, getting boosted, wearing masks. And um, we'll actually uh, be planning a, a town hall of sorts, a public information session about the importance of um, getting getting young children vaccinated and the importance of adults getting boosted. So we hope that people will stay tuned for more information about that up, uh, upcoming town hall meeting. Stay safe, both vaccination, and also stay off the roads today, too. Ryan, great stuff. Thank you for the update this morning. Thanks, Wayne. Be well. He's my favorite Yankee fan. Mansfield Town Manager Ryan Aylesworth, who just made the announcement that the town of Mansfield is named Jay O'Keefe, the director of Mansfield Parks and Recreation. On 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.